I want to talk to you about a family-owned business, one that uh, was started about 20 years ago, one that maybe 15 or so years ago I found out about. They called me um, before the crash of 08, and they said, hey, we want you to represent us as a mortgage company. And I said, are you kidding me? You know, the mortgage companies, the banks have caused this mess, and it's about to collapse. And they said, no, 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 we know. That's why we want, you know, I said, you call me after the collapse and let's see how you held up they were fine because they do the right thing for the customer they don't they don't get kickbacks from the banks none of their people that you call are on um, commissions so there's no pressure they try to do the right thing for you it's american financing i want you to call them at 800-906-2440 800-906-2440 or go to americanfinancing.com if you are looking for a home loan mortgage refi any kind of form of debt consolidation american financing has you covered from coast to coast so in the coming months which are bound to be interesting to say the least get on top of your finances and uh, save as much money as you can and i believe they can help you make a short 10-minute phone call to american financing today 800-906-2440 americanfinancing.net America and welcome to the Glenn Beck program. There's a lot on our plate today. We're going to get right to it. The Supreme Court is um, letting us know some of their rulings today. We've already got one. It looks like it's a good ruling on the favor of the conservatives. We're going to do analysis and and all of it as all of these come out today. Plus an update from last night's TV show on uh, our school systems and how bad our school systems are becoming more importantly why you should never trust anyone who says oh no we look at your student as our child that's not true we begin there in 60 seconds during the summer after long days outside you ever notice how you kind of feel and look more tired than you normally would the warm weather and the long days can leave you dehydrated and looking extra tired. Not to mention the in and out of the, if you have getting in chlorinated water and just being outside just wears you down. Your skin looks worse and worse. That's why you got to try GenuCell's uh, bag, classic GenuCell for bags and puffiness. GenuCell knows that the area under your eyes needs a different kind of hydration than the rest of your skin, and it's why they've sold over a million products. And the original GenuCell is still their top seller. Stop looking tired today and order GenuCell for bags and puffiness. You can order uh, now and save over 65% off retail. And with its immediate effects, you get results in 12 hours or your money back. 
Order the classic GenuCell today with their most popular package and save over 65%. You're going to love GenuCell. It's the best in skincare. GenuCell.com slash Beck. G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Beck. Enter the promo code Beck for an extra discount at checkout. Every order includes GenuCell's dark spot corrector free plus free shipping. It's GenuCell.com slash Beck. G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Beck. Okay. Uh, Stu, quickly, we're going to go into analysis later. Just quickly, what uh, decisions have we received from uh, the uh, Supreme Court? Uh, so one so in far? Berger versus North Carolina NAACP was a case about voter ID law, basically who could argue for it uh, in the state. Not a huge high profile one that everyone was talking about, but it was an 8-1 decision written by Gorsuch. And it, the only dissent was Sotomayor. So as you can imagine, probably goes the way that you'd want it to go if you're a conservative. Uh, what we see here is these opinions get released by sen- reverse seniority. So that means no Amy Coney Barrett decisions today, no Brett Kavanaugh decisions today. Gorsuch is up uh, now. He could have another one. And then you go into Kagan, Sotomayor, and then Alito, which is if you're going to get Dobbs, hopefully where you would get it. Uh, and then, of course, f- filling up the uh, the last one would be Roberts because he's chief justice uh, so anyway, this is where we're going now. We're going we're gonna to get at least one more. We only know one more at a time. So when a new decision comes out, yeah. we'll know if there's one more or if it's the last one. And that's the only way it goes. Yeah. OK, thank you very much, uh, Stu. I want to bring in uh, Ricky Ratliff, uh, Ratliff, who is my executive producer. I mean, I don't I don't I have no idea. I've got a block on. I don't. I don't know what it is. I know. I know. I know. Um, All right. So, Ricky, um, I asked her to look into something because uh, she has real journalistic chops. She's the one that makes sure that uh, everything that we say between her and Stu is accurate and gets a final check. I had. I came to her two months ago with a um, with a story about a school locally in Texas. And um, it it happened to a, a guy, a contractor that I know, a, a good friend, whose child has really gone through the ringer in the last few years. And the school uh, was, was not helpful, to say the least. Can you tell the story and then go over what you found in this? Yeah. And I'm going to be relying on some notes because this is now turned... Legal. Yes, this has become legal, so I'll be referring to some notes to make sure that I get all my facts straight. But um, basically, there's a school in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. It's called Springtown High School. And Travis's daughter, Aaliyah, a few years ago, she suffered a brutal rape. And as a consequence of that, she's had a lot of trauma and suffered depression and has been suicidal over the last two years. So Travis decided he wanted to make sure that he got his daughter into the right school that would put her in a program for that had special needs and, you know, attended to um, kids like her that, you know, wanted to learn, but also needed a little bit of extra care and attention. So um, I should point out that because of the the rape and the depression, she has been on some some medication to help keep her balanced yes this was a this was a horrible horrible incident and i i really love the the family because the father is right right on top of it and 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 so caring and she has had uh, an attempted suicide um because of this 
yeah, in the past she had uh, struggled with suicide, and yeah. he is a single father, so he's doing this on his own with a teenage daughter. Any fathers out there, even you know, who are doing this with a two-parent household, know how hard it is to yeah. raise a daughter in today's society. So he sends her to school, and um, there's a couple of incidents that lead up to this moment that is unthinkable. Um, she gets into an altercation during lunch with a couple of boys. And they have a shoving match. They had cut her in line uh, at the cafeteria. They have a shoving match. And they tell her, go home and kill yourself. Now, this is at the school that just promised Travis that she would have special classes and they would be very attentive to it. Right. So this kind of stuff could happen. But it's what does the school do about it? Right. right? Okay. So the shoving match, go home and kill yourself. What happens? She immediately apologizes i actually saw cell phone footage from another student where i i see the de-escalation she apologizes the boys apologize um but they concede we'll go back to the back of the line what follows that is she sort of it sets in someone has just told her to kill herself after she's already been struggling with this for the last couple of years there is video footage from the school uh, this is verified by the principal this is per travis he says the principal sh- uh, saw the footage themselves of Aaliyah at the cafeteria, sitting at the table, shaking and trembling by herself. She was so upset about being told by boys to go kill herself. She goes and tells a, a teacher and a school counselor, and uh, they tell her to go back to class, and then she goes back and forth, and she's saying, I'm having thoughts of self-harm. She's saying this to teachers and administrators. Yes. Okay. They tell her, well, let's, why don't we send you home? So they put her on a bus and send her home. At this point, Travis has still not been contacted. She And he's at work. He's at work. So she's being sent home alone to a house. And they reach out to contact him? No, Travis gets no phone call. The phone call that he does get, though, is from his daughter after she has swallowed the last of her medication. and uh, Overdose. Yeah, she she was trying to kill herself. And she had a moment of clarity and realized, okay, I want to stay alive. So she calls her dad and he races home and he finds his daughter in an ambulance. She's unconscious at that point and they get to the hospital and he doesn't even know what has led to his daughter. Because the school still has not called. No. Um, So he eventually when she comes to, he gets the story and he talks to the principal and the principal is is very upset and sympathetic to Travis and says, yes, I'm going to conduct an investigation and starts to look into it. So the school starts at, what's the name of the school again? Springtown ISD. Okay. This is just outside the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Okay. So the school looks to do the right thing. They're right. concerned and they're like, I can't believe this happened. Who dropped the ball? Right. Got it. Then he gets a phone call from the superintendent. This is all per Travis. So I understand this is a he said, she said at this point, but... Travis says that the superintendent called him and started to put some blame on Travis as though he weren't attentive enough to his own daughter. Oh, my gosh. And the conversations that he were he was having with the principal shut down, and it was his assumption that they had lawyered up. And he wasn't getting an apology. He wasn't getting any answers as to why they failed his daughter. Um, so I talked to Travis during this time because he was working on my house. He's one of the guys that was working on our house. And... Uh, and he was, I sent him home, you know, right away, the, like the first day. What, go home, go home, go home. Um, and he is, uh, he's not a litigious guy. 
He's he's not a wealthy guy by any stretch of the imagination. He's a war veteran um, and a single dad who is really struggling Mm-hmm. with his daughter's mental health because of the rape. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so I, I know that when he's he's talking to the school at first, he's saying, I just want to make sure this doesn't happen to somebody else. What happened? How did this break down? He's not even thinking about being uh, you know, a litigant in this at all. He just wants to know, is this school safe for my daughter or other people's daughters? Right. So once he realizes the school's shutting down and they're not really doing anything to to care for uh, his daughter, and in fact they're they're claiming that they did everything above board, he said that a lot of the conversations with the assistant principal were callous, and they they were saying things like, "Well, she's fine, she's alive, so what's the big deal? What are you oh concerned about?" So at this point, Travis decides to get his own lawyer, and I'm going to read from the letter of demand to the school. Um, Mr. Adams believes that everyone should be fired that was involved in this and not be permitted to work in the district again. Mr. Adams believes the district should pay Aaliyah for its failure to identify her as a student with a disability, for its failure to provide her a safe school environment, for its failure to provide her support when she was in crisis, for its failure to notify her father that she was in crisis, for its failure to fully investigate and discipline the student who told Aaliyah to go home and kill herself. Reminder, just there's this big push for bullying. Everyone has zero tolerance for bullying. Bullying. I looked at the school. They claim that they do too. Um, and for its failure to fully investigate the assistant principal and school counselor for the role in Aaliyah's suicide attempt, there is no figure the district could pay to truly make up for its failings. But the figure of one million dollars would help Aaliyah's recovery and support for her future. These are his demands. So this was sent in late March. Um, because I wanted to do our due diligence, I reached out to the school um, after I heard Travis detail the story and some of the allegations where I was horrified. And the school uh, quickly got back to us. There's something about um, media, the Glenn Beck program, <laughs> and uh, that sends a bit of a tremble. And it wasn't the school that got back to us. It was their lawyer. And the, I'm sorry, the name of the school again is Springtown ISD. Springtown Go- ISD. Yeah. Google crash that website, y'all. Um, and the lawyer, Meredith Walker, got back to us pretty quickly, and she said, I represent Springtown. Please direct any further communications regarding this matter to me. Here's a statement for the district. We care deeply about the physical and emotional well-being of all of our students, blah, 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 blah. The allegations outlined in your email, which is basically us retelling what Travis told us, include inaccuracies. Okay, well, we don't like being wrong about anything. We want to make sure we get our facts right, so we followed up. And even though I know him, if he was telling me a story that wasn't true, I would be telling him, I'm not doing this story because you you have your facts wrong or I can't pin him down. Right. So we, we responded, Meredith, thank you for your quick response. You said the allegations in our email contained inaccuracies. Can you please outline what the inaccuracies are? Another legal response, well, given state and federal laws protecting student information, Springtown ISD cannot comment further. And then I also have um, uh, Travis's lawyer sent me a response from the school. They did respond to the letter of demand, and basically it was, (laughs) so uh, we're not going to do anything about this. Your your, your ask is outrageous. Let me see if I have this right. So Travis... His daughter, she's she she gets out of a, a mental health institution for suicide. Um, and I know because I watched him through that torment uh, and he's driving 
many miles to be with his daughter all the time. Uh, and she gets out. He finds the school. He tells the school her situation that she'd been raped. She's suffering from suicidal thoughts. Um, is this a safe school? They say, yes. Can you put her in some sort of special class? They say, yes. Um, and we just want to make sure it is safe. But they don't put her in a special class. No, uh, he actually finds out during all of this that she never got put in that special education program. So uh, she was just dumped into the system. And then when she says, I'm having suicidal thoughts, help, 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 she thinks she's doing the right thing because that's what dad told her to do. Mm -hmm. Go to the principal, go to any of these administrators and tell them because they know your situation. They say, get on the bus and go home. She then kills herself. Nope. She or no, attempts, no, attempts to kill herself. Thank God she yeah, lives. thank God. Yeah, uh, she goes and attempts to kill herself. Uh, and the school is at first outraged and sympathetic, and then they lawyer up. Mm-hmm. This really um, shows you America that no, when whatever Joe Biden says when he says, "Oh, these kids are you know our teachers love our kids as much as as uh, you do," that's not true. It's it's not humanly possible. It is not true. Right. And there's this big push right now. We've got to we've got to stop the bullying that's going on. Governor Ron DeSantis, his legislation for kids who are suffering with gender dysphoria. Um, if there if teachers aren't able to push, you know, some of the, the grooming conversations that are happening in the classroom, this is a form of it may lead to suicide among uh, transgendered kids. And if you guys recall, there was just a few months ago. Do we have time for this, Sarah, yeah, to play this quick. clip of Jen Psaki? Real Bye. quick. This is a political wedge issue and an attempt to win a culture war. And they're doing that in a way that is harsh and cruel uh, to a community of kids, especially. I'm, I'm like going to get emo- uh, I'm going to get emotional about this issue because I just it's horrible. But uh, but, you know, it's it's like kids who are bullied. And like all these leaders are are taking steps to hurt them and hurt their lives and hurt their families. And you look at some of these laws in these states and it is going after parents who are in loving relationships who have kids. It's completely outrageous. Um, But it is it is a wedge issue. Sorry. This this is an issue that makes me completely crazy. Makes her cry. Yeah. I mean, I I believe that Jen is sincere when she's concerned about the kids bullying. But there is some selective outrage going on about the kids that we choose to care about who are bullied. Um, Springtown High School. We will be following this uh, s- story. I hope you follow this story. It's the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Springtown High School. Um, like to see some compassion and uh, and something done about this. Uh, but we will be following it. And I would urge you to very politely let the um, the Springtown ISD know that you are following it as well. Nothing like people saying you're in the spotlight that changes everything. Thank you, Ricky. Um, our sponsor this half hour is Relief Factor. The main cause of our pain, the main cause of many of the things that are in our body that that happen that are bad is caused by inflammation. Um, if you are in pain, I relate to you. I understand. I had given up. I really thought that I was just going to have to change my life and, you know, uh, go away in the sunset in pain. You don't have to. Um, I didn't believe that relief factor would work for me um, because, you know, I've had ibuprofen 800 and boy, that doesn't work at all. 
Um, this relief factor, now that I understand it, has four different ways. Ibuprofen hits it one way. This hits it from four different directions. So the chances are about 70% that you are going to find relief from relief factor. I don't care how little or how bad your pain is. Please try Relief Factor. If you want your life back, try the three-week quick start. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. Try it for three weeks. Take it as directed. ReliefFactor.com or call 1-800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. 800-4-RELIEF or ReliefFactor.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. Let's do an update. Okay, let's get a uh, SCOTUS update. By the way, we have Josh Hammer joining us at the uh, top of next hour to uh, go over what these decisions are and what they mean. Uh, what is the next decision that came out, and do we have more coming? So, yes, we still have more coming. We know we at least have one more. So far today, we've had three. We talked about the first one a little earlier. The second one was a case, Nance versus Ward, which was a fascinating one in that the guy who's on death row was basically arguing for a firing squad. So this is one of those cases yes. that if you win, you may get shot. Uh, but he did win. Right. Uh, it was, it, mm-hmm. it, the, the, the question was, can somebody who's on death row ask for an execution style that is not currently done in the state? Right. The answer is, yep. Well, no, the answer is it really was more about the procedure that he could bring, uh, whether he could challenge it under a civil right as a civil rights violation. So that is they said he can do that. So that is going uh, that that is was a five four case. And and, and in the way that you'd almost uh, the the worried the way you'd worry about a case being ruled upon in this court and that you'd have uh, you have Kagan um uh, and uh with the conservatives going against it uh with roberts going on on that side so yes um and then you have a 6-3 case uh, in vega versus Taco. uh this is the one where the um another one of these civil rights cases where if you a violation of your miranda rights uh, is a full justification for a civil rights case the court says no it's not that's an alito decision wow. 6-3 kind of the normal split wow. that you'd expect from the court conservatives versus liberals uh we do know we have more to come at least one and we know now that alito Does they only announce they only hang on just a second. they only announce it one at a time so they'll mm-hmm. announce one and say another one is coming yeah it's a, they basically announce it. one and say they, they they say they announce one they don't say anything until it's the last one so you only know at the very last one if it when it's over we now know there's at least one more coming and it can't be by Sotomayor Kagan Gorsuch Kavanaugh or Barrett it's got to be Alito Breyer Thomas or Roberts we will see which one it is coming up wow okay stand by The Glenn Back Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. When somebody brings up your personal finances, what is your first reaction? Uh, If your answer is, I run, I get it. Building your financial house properly is complicated and difficult, and it's hard to know what the right moves are to make and when, because nobody really knows. 
But American financing could help you immensely if you call them today. I've been telling you for years about their free mortgage review. It takes 10 minutes on the phone with them. And in that time, you could start the process towards saving a ton of money, hundreds of dollars a month, maybe as much as $1,000 a month. If you are redoing your uh, mortgage or doing a consolidation loan, you could skip two payments on your mortgage uh, and close in as little as two weeks. I mean, that would help you so much. Please just call them now. No obligation, uh, none of that stuff, no tricks, uh, and no fees on this. Just call them. American Financing, get their advice at 800 906 2440. 800 906 2440. Or go to AmericanFinancing.net. slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This appears to be a very good day for the Constitution. Um, The gun ruling has just come out uh, from the Supreme Court. The decision was written by Thomas, uh, Mm. and it looks very good. By the way, we're going to have full analysis with Josh Hammer, who is right now uh, just scouring these decisions to give us the the real important parts of it at about 30 minutes from now because they are still coming out we'll give you that to you in just a second um Stu, give the um, just give the the essence of what thomas is saying on this yeah quick 6-3 decision uh, on the on the sort of ideological lines you would expect here uh this is a great to give you a quick excerpt the, the constitutional right to bear arms in public for self-defense is not a second class right subject to an entirely different body of rules than the other bill of rights guaranteed the exercise of other constitutional rights does not require individuals to demonstrate to government officers some special need the second amendment right to carry arms in public for self-defense is no different uh, so it is uh, as good as you could expect wow. and it's from thomas it's a long ruling there's going to be a lot of good nuggets into it and we'll get into it coming up Okay, we'll get into it about a half an hour after we've had time to really um, digest all of it. Um, that's coming up with Josh Hammer in just about 30 minutes. Uh, Tim Barton is here. He's the president of Wall Builders, and uh, also he is uh, uh, part of the American Journey Summer Institute on American History. Our kids learn dates and names, and that's all they learn, and so they don't really learn anything. They don't learn anything of importance. They can't defend the country, the Constitution. They don't even know why it was written. I have actually asked many people before, try this. It'll scare the hell out of you next week. What country did the United States break away from in 1776? No clue. No clue. It is terrifying. Tim, welcome to the program. <laughs> Thanks. I am now a little scared to talk to people about uh, Great Britain but or England or uh, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know, yeah. but I'm nervous now. Yeah, I know. I know. You have I did a special last night and I stood in front of this old schoolhouse and it actually the hills go up and down as you're on your way. So it is technically when my grandparents said I walked five miles to school uphill both ways. Technically, (laughs) they were right on this schoolhouse. Um, But it, it was amazing to see it was this building that was cut in half by this folding wall. Uh, and little kids on one side and bigger kids on the other. And you have something that in those kinds of schools, back before we had the Department of Education, we had all the teachers unions. We used to learn 
through catechism, which is you would learn the concepts of them and then you'd have to defend it. Correct. Right. Yeah, we, we actually I, I brought several things with me uh, over to show. But one of them is that early catechism or one of the catechisms I think you're referring to. Yeah. OK, so this is uh, on the Constitution. And see how many of these you can answer yourself. This was given to not eighth grade students. This was for seventh grade to fourth grade or fourth grade to seventh grade. So so presumably, because there was no Department of Education, education was handled locally. So oftentimes the teacher would choose what she thought was the most appropriate, what he thought was the most appropriate for the students at that age. So this for the is, class. This is an elementary catechism. So it's a beginner catechism, and it was used in school. So, so at this point, you're you're guessing maybe fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh grade, because there were only eight levels or eight grades back then. But it was on the Constitution, and they literally start with the very beginning from 1776 when America became a nation, and we we are a republican form of government, and it goes through the sequence. But some of the questions they ask are are genuinely astounding. When I, I I've chose a few fun ones. Uh, just to give the indication Stu, of... hang on. Just, I know, Stu, look up from the court for a second and see if you can answer any of these. I've done this. I would absolutely fail. Okay. Right, go ahead. Okay, so it, it, it's a set of questions. You mentioned there's catechism, so there's questions and answers. So a question in the sequence says, may members of Congress be arrested, that is, seized by a sheriff or constable for debts they owe while they are attending to their public duty. So while they're serving in Congress, can they be arrested for owing debts? I have no idea. <laughs> so, so the answer I is. I think the answer is. I think the answer is no. But after they leave, once they're finished with the business, they can be. They can be arrested while they're sitting in Congress, or if they're on their way to Congress. But if they're done with their business of Congress, you can arrest them afterwards. Or if they're back home, you can arrest them yeah. for debts they owe. However, <laughs> okay. the answer goes on to says that Congress's job is so important that they can't be arrested while going or returning to their home or the place where Congress meets, unless. They have done one of three things. What are the three things? Next question is, what are the three things the Constitution says they can, you can arrest a sitting congressman or senator for? Three things they can be arrested for. Treason, murder, bribery. Well, it actually is what they tried to charge President Trump with was a breach of the peace. So it's a treason, a felony, or a breach of the peace. Uh, and then it says, when is a person guilty of treason? And so the whole thing, the catechism is a building block where they, they walk you from the very beginning, but it literally walks through Article 1, then Article 2, then Article 3, and Article 4. So it's a sequence through this. Everything is question and answer, but this is what this is what children were getting when they were in that one-room schoolhouse when, when we talk about how much further advanced they were in an educational position at a very young age. This is part of how they got there. Um, it's amazing because my grandfather only went up to third grade. He got up to third grade. He could neither read nor write, but he was a wildly intelligent man. Uh, and I, I can't, I mean, you have kids that are going, you know, graduating from high school, even going to college, and they're morons, absolute morons. It's incredible. It is. And one of the things we know is that even the, the Department of Education has revealed that it's it's approximately 19% of high school graduates who are graduating functionally illiterate. They cannot read or write. 
And, and so those are also students that oftentimes go to college. And, and I, I remember being in college around people who really did not know any kind of structure of sentences and paragraphs and writing things. And I just thought, this is crazy, but this is the reality of the brokenness of the education system. I know that I saw some of the special last night. This is part of the problem. And the further removed education has become from parents, the less involved parents have been, the more it's allowed this brokenness to continue. Yeah, we've got to break up the uh, Department of Education. These administrative, this administrative state has got to be broken down. It's got to be closed. There's no reason that Washington is deciding what we can and cannot do uh, in our own local schools. That's madness, absolute madness. Um, we also are working with, uh, through our American Journey experience, we have our summer institute that teaches kids American history. And we have one more this summer. When is the next one starting? It's July 18th through 22nd here in Dallas. Okay. And are we still taking applications? We, we are. We do have a few spots still available. If, if people want to sign up, they can go to uh, the American Journey Experience or uh, Mercury One or Wall Builders. All those websites will have places where they can sign up. And, and this is something that there is an application process. There's an interview process because our goal is we're not trying to make converts, right? Some parents get concerned and they want their kids to be changed from the socialistic ideas. Our goal for this program is to make disciples of kids who already believe that truth exists and just want to be a equipped and grow and learn more. And so that way we can spend time helping kids go deeper, not just trying to convert them from the craziness of what they've learned from their professors. Right. This one is very specific because this is going for 18 to 24 year olds. These are people in college. Um, these we have had some that are a little wishy washy and, and kind of torn back and forth. But we're really trying to focus on the kids that generally get it. I mean, they don't have to understand American history back and forth, but they they understand that we're a decent nation that, you know, we were founded in God um, because it's a very short this year. It's a short, short season because of all of our schedules. Um, and so it's a week which normally takes us two weeks to do. We're packing it into one week. And these kids are transformed. So if you know, uh, you know, or maybe your son or daughter is a uh, is going into college or in college, they want to understand American history. They want to be able to defend it. They want to be able to find out how to find the truth. We're not teaching the truth. We're teaching you how to find the truth by showing you the original documents. Um, please go to Mercury One or American Journey Experience or wallbuilders.com and you can find all of the uh, you know anything you just go one of those just fill out the form application but do it right away uh how's our class doing this week i i talked to them monday when they first came in and i don't think you had broken them down yet (laughs) the my favorite part of this is tim is so good at rhetoric he starts with so tell me what you believe and by the end of the day all of the students are like, I don't know what I believe in you. <laughs> Breaks them down on, can you defend what you believe? And that show that breaks the arrogance of today uh, and allows them to open up their mind and go, okay, all right, if I'm going to say I believe something, I better know why I believe it. Correct? Absolutely. And it's something that we definitely have seen at this point now being on the fourth day in with these students. And as you mentioned, normally it's a two-week process. So we're able to, to take a little more time now. We're definitely force-feeding, cramming some things as fast as we can. But it's it's really... 
it's so fun to see kids that are hungry. They want to know truth. And, and as you mentioned on the first day, we, we try to expose that they, they might not know as much as they think they do, right? They might have some opinions and ideas, <laughs> but it's, it's maybe not as grounded at as they 50, thought. At 50, I didn't know as much as I thought I knew. <laughs> It's crazy. And, and part of the goal of our program is we want to help kids be able to to have experienced history firsthand, holding original documents, uh, going through the vault and seeing all the artifacts so that when when they have a conversation, they can have a much more informed, intelligent, honest conversation saying, actually, I held the original documents and here's what it said. And and I know that story. Well, well here's, you know, almost like the Paul Harvey. We tell them, look, you're, you're going to get part of the story. People are going to promote, right, some of the bad and the evil at moments. And sometimes you need to go, well, actually, there's more to that story. Here's the Paul Harvey moment, the right. rest of the story. Right. And, and sometimes and even e- even even there is more there's more bad stuff. Absolutely. In that story. You know, we want them. We don't ever want any student to ever be surprised by the bad stuff in America because we have done. You know, I, I, I ask people, you know, is America good or is America bad? The answer is yes. Is is Winston Churchill good or was he bad? Yes. He's both. It's the trajectory. And are you learning from the past and the mistakes? Yeah, that's what matters. There's no doubt about it. And actually, one of the things uh, on Tuesday, we were going through some of the history of Columbus and Jamestown and and Plymouth. And in Mm. Jamestown, we talked about, you know, the 1619 project trying to say America's bad because of this. And and they're not even telling that story right. But if you wanted to say things were bad, we we could really go into some bad stuff. And so we did. And so we went back to John Smith's journal and we talked about the starving time in Jamestown and, and read about the actual cannibalism of Jamestown, where they had 490 people at the beginning of the winter. And, and by that spring, they were down to 60. They had starved to death, but they started eating each other in Jamestown. And the students at the end of the day, when we asked them, hey, what's something that stood out to you today? The number one thing students said was, I did not know that English colonies ever turned to cannibalism. I, I, I didn't know it got that bad. And to your point, there definitely are some really bad, despicable, evil moments in American history. And, and what we do here is we try to teach students the whole story, but but grounded it in truth. So we're not just making accusations. We actually pull out the documents and say, well, actually, here's where that was written. Who wrote yeah. that? Here's the story to equip them to be able to have more honest, intelligent conversations. The American Journey Experience Summer Institute. If you want your kids involved, 18 to 24, we have few seats left. Wallbuilders.com or theamericanjourney.org. You can also find it at mercuryone.org. Uh, thank you, Tim. Appreciate it. Thanks so God much. Bless. More on the Supreme Court and the Constitution that our kids don't understand. And mo- quite honestly, most of us don't even understand coming up in just a minute first uh, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour it's patriot mobile um every time you pick up your cell phone uh you should be thinking oh my gosh i'm spending how much money how about if you picked up your phone and thought i'm saving so much money every time you pick up your phone call or your phone you should uh you should right now if you're not with patriot mobile be thinking how much of my money is going to fund planned parenthood how much of my money is going to fight against me with this with this giant corporation that's taking the money from me, and then they're spending that money to work against me. If you have Patriot Mobile, you're not going to have that. You're going to think this company is 
actually working in my favor. This company is actually supporting the things I believe in. It's patriotmobile.com slash Beck, and you're going to save a ton of money on your monthly phone bill. So please, 972-PATRIOT, switch now. These guys are on our side. We've got to start doing business with people who who appreciate us and think like us and are fighting with us. Get free activation with the offer code Beck right now. Patriotmobile.com slash Beck or 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT, patriotmobile.com slash Beck. Glenn Beck. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. If this isn't the definition of Charles Dickens' Tale of Two Cities, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. Uh, if you look at what's happening in the administration, it is the worst of times. The, the violations of our Constitution are out of control. But if you look at what's happening in our Supreme Court, it is the best of times. Um, just today, can we go over some of the, we have Josh Hammer, uh, coming up. He's going to give us a full rundown of what all of it means, but just quickly, let's go over what came out, uh, today. Yeah. A question about vo- voter ID law in North Carolina. That was an eight, one decision Gorsuch writing only Sotomayor dissenting. You had a case about uh, execution methods. That one, the guy wanted to choose a firing squad. And uh, the question was whether he was able to do that as a civil rights violation, as they wouldn't let him be executed by a firing squad. That one was a 5-4 decision written by Kagan. Then you had a uh, quick one about um, uh, violation uh, of uh, of civil rights. Um, as it, it was um, the Miranda's, the Miranda rights. Uh, is that the yeah. basis for civil rights? That was a six-three Alito decision on on typical lines, and a six-three decision on ideological lines as well. In the big one, the gun case in New York, which now says you don't have to prove a special need to execute your uh, constitutional right to bear arms. You can do it I got, without proving you need to do it. What I've are. got a lot of questions just on that one with Josh Hammer. We're going to talk to him about it coming up in just a minute.